Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Wonderful Poddy. You're here with your host, Ryan. Today, we're going to have a guest. We did a Q&A on our stories and our Facebook community. And we had a lot of interesting questions come in for this Q&A that people are curious about, whether it's questions about self-sabotage, how to overcome certain patterns or beliefs or anything in their life that is holding them back. Those are questions around the podcast itself, how it started, a um, lot of questions around each guest that's come on. So there's heaps. <laughs> I saw the through a lot of them. I've noted down the ones that I will answer. I also haven't rewritten down any answers to these questions because I like it to be authentic on the spot. I just want to come up with the answers as they come to me when I read them out here on the podcast. So let's get straight into it. The first question came through. You are amazing. Thank you. That's always a good start. <laughs> but three questions. The first one, how did you get started? The second one is, why did you get started? And the third one is, do you believe in fake it till you make it? So let's break this down. So I'll start off with the first question you asked with, how did you get started? And I believe you are, you may be referring to this podcast in general. So with this podcast, I got started. It was an idea for a long time to do a podcast, but there's a lot of no self-belief behind myself for having a podcast, having a voice, voice in my opinions and interviewing people. And for a long time, I was telling myself that story and it was never true, but I constantly told myself that story that I couldn't do it for about a year and a half. That eventually I hit up my good friend, Bill. Um, you'd know him if you've been a long time fan of this podcast. If not, Bill is a very close friend of mine. We started the One Talk podcast together. He was on the first five episodes as a co-host. And that's how we got started. Literally, I reached out to Bill and I said, hey, look, got the idea. We should do a podcast together. And Bill was all for it. Like He was like, yeah, keen as. So... We're just figuring out the logistics of it. Like, how do we start it? What do we do? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, we need a space where we can actually record this podcast. So <laughs> funnily enough, we originally went down to the library in Brisbane and we set up a microphone, put it on the table and we literally just spoke into the microphone probably from like half a meter away from it. And if you listen to the first and second episode of this podcast, mainly the first one, you can hear like a hundred voices in the background as we're talking, <laughs> but I've always, I'll always keep those episodes up because it shows a lot of growth and also it's cool to reflect on, but that's how I got started. Um, literally just, I could have waited until I had the perfect setup, like the studio, I could have waited like great lighting. I could have waited till I had the perfect logo, the perfect design. I could have waited till I had the perfect microphones and I could have waited for all these things, but I don't wait for anything. If I have an idea, especially if I'm passionate about it, I've got to go for it. And especially this podcast, I didn't want to wait until I had everything perfect. I was like, I will find a way to make it perfect on the journey of doing it. And I feel like I've done that. And I don't feel like I would have got here without even actually taking the steps in the first place to start this podcast. So that's how I got started. That's how the poddy started. And it's a very cool story because I find it inspirational too. For people listening and also for myself to reflect on is that I had 
didn't have the answers. I didn't have anyone mentoring me starting the podcast. I just did it and figured it out on the way. And it's turned out really good so far. So let's hope it stays that way. <laughs> um, second part of the question is why did you get started? So why did I start this podcast? Um, I was a, from a personal note for people that don't know if it's, if you're new to this podcast, um, I was a drug addict from the age of 11 to 18, got sober at 18 and from 18 to 20, I suffered a lot of mental health struggles and challenges with depression, anxiety, um, suicide ideation. I've talked about it in long forms before, but I won't go too deep into it here, but <clears throat> my purpose felt like after that, or a part of me after that felt like I wanted to do something that was going to give back to people. You know, I wanted to get the information and resources out there to people so they can hear it, implement it, and then better their life as well. Like I did, you know, because I did a lot of research and just to find more ways to overcome challenges. And the more I did that, the more I wanted to give back. So the reason I started the podcast was literally to have a platform that is completely free for people to listen to. And to get free information, free resources, free strategies, all this free information to implement and absorb. And each week, you know, or you know, twice a week lately, we go on guests like that are just unbelievable. Like they are great. Like we've had cognitive neuroscientists come on. We've had human performance specialists come on. We've had addiction counselors come on. The list goes on. That's just to name a few. But these people come on. Um, they get interviewed by myself, we have a great conversation, but there's just so much gems within those episodes that you can take away and start actioning into your life and to see a change. And that is what lights me up about this podcast is knowing that I get to connect with those people and I get to put it into something like a podcast to then put out the world, put out to the world for free. And I think that is just a fantastic way to bring service to the world. So that's why I got started because I wanted to give the world free information and free resources and free access to all these tools, information, strategies, and et cetera. So you can implement them into your own life to begin your personal development journey or your wellness journey or whatever, or however you like to label it. But that is the purpose behind why I started the one talk podcast. And the last part of this question is, do you believe in fake it till you make it? And I say no, I don't believe in fake it till you make it. I know it's said a lot. I think I have said it in the past as well, even being honest, but reflecting on this question now, do you believe in fake it till you make it? I think authenticity is important and people can see right through you, maybe not initially sometimes, but eventually. And when people start to see right through you, they lose trust in you. They lose respect for you. And they stop wanting to associate with you or they stop going into detail about certain things that could benefit yourself or even benefit them. And with the lack of authenticity, it becomes hard. You know, you're not going to connect with people. So I don't believe in faking it till you make it. I believe be so undeniably good at what you do that it's undeniable for people not to look your way. So if you're a musician, you know, perfect your art constantly work on it, sharpen that iron and it become undeniable for people who want to listen to it. If you've got a podcast, practice your skills as a podcast host, you know, learn how to interview, learn how to communicate, learn how to listen. That's a big one. And then 
when you are getting close to the potential that you're getting to, it's going to become undeniable for people wanting to listen to your podcast because it's going to be such a high quality. Um, and this goes with anything, you know, I believe. So fake it till you make it. No, but I guess what does that fake fake it look like? It's it's kind of hard to give a generalized answer for this because depending on the circumstance and the scenario, but I do believe authenticity is key and it's important in life, especially if you want to connect with humans or connect to an audience. So I say majority of the time, no, it's I don't believe in fake it till you make it. <clears throat> um, what else do we have? What is your favorite book? Another question I had. My favorite book, I would say it has to be The Way of the Superior Men by David Dieter. That book was the biggest game changer in my life. When I first, I listened to that book. Um, I got it as an audio book on Audible. When I first listened to it, I was in a point in my life where I know it, I wanted growth. I know I wanted change. I know I wanted to understand more about myself. And I'll tell you how I found the book first to begin with. Nipsey Hussle is a big inspiration for me. As you can see, I've got the marathon continues behind me. Over to my left, I've got a big Nipsey um, piece as well up on the wall. So Nipsey was talking about the way the superior men in a um, interview he was doing in the breakfast club. And I was like, you know what? I might check that book out because before I even listened or, or listened or even read any books, especially before the way the superior men, I was not a reader. There's no way you could have convinced me to read or listen to a book. I was stubborn on that because I was at a point back then where I wasn't willing to learn. But then when I was at the point when I was willing to learn and I discovered the way of the superior men, the teachings from that book were to a level that I can't even describe. I think I've listened to that book three or four times back now. It's about five hours long as an audio book. But the things that taught me was some of the key takeaways was learning a lot about the masculine and feminine energy at the time, I knew nothing about it and it was mind-blowing to understand them both and to understand that I possess them both and how to and when to use them and just truly getting the understanding of the masculine and feminine. <clears throat> and also another key takeaway from that book was the mission and purpose and how important that is for a masculine energy. So for a man, the masculine energy, one of the most important things that you can possess is a um, direction and purpose. And once I discovered that, I realized that a lot of my own personal challenges left like mentally when I uh, pursued a direction and purpose, a lot of the people I started to work with challenges started to leave when they started implementing direction and purpose. And I think that is probably the biggest takeaway from that book is direction and purpose. But I highly recommend if you're a man, get that book right now and listen to it. If you're a female, get that book right now and listen to it because it's going to help you understand the masculine a lot more, um, whether that's yourself or you think you possess more masculine traits or whether it's to understand your partner or your brother or your dad or anyone. It just helped. It's just such a great book and I highly recommend it. It's on YouTube as well, but I got it on Audible and it's a fantastic book. So The Way of the Superior Men by David Dieter. Next question is what advice would you give your past and future self hmm. let me think on that for one second 
what advice would I give my past self? To be honest, because I live with no regrets and I believe everything is paved its way for a reason. I know that's such like a cliche answer, but I wouldn't I wouldn't give myself advice when I was younger because even though that advice could have bettered me, but who knows where that would have took me. And any advice back then, would I have truly listened to it? Would I have truly implemented it? Like I could tell myself to, you know, build resilience, build strength, uh, mental strength, that is, to build willpower, to become strong, to become all of these things. But would I have truly listened to that back then? No, <laughs> I wouldn't have. So it's kind of hard to give advice to my past self because even if I did, nothing would come from it, I don't believe. So I love how everything panned out the way it did, even though a lot of it was painful. But without pain, it's hard to get growth. So, you know, like growth happens under stress and pressure. You know, the roots of a tree, the more pressure and stress they go into the ground, the bigger the tree grows. So, yeah, for past self, I don't think I would give any advice. And if I did, it would just be, it would just be like, if you were in my position, I guess I could take this question that I was once in, but to be focused a lot on your mindset, focus a lot on your mental health, <clears throat> on your mental health, focus a lot on personal development, focus a lot on emotional stability and emotional regulation and find out more about yourself. I think in today's day and age, we do so many things to distract ourselves. We do so many things to get away from our thoughts. And I think the more we're able to sit with our thoughts, the more we'll find out about ourselves, which will then turn the wave that will bring us a lot of benefits and fruits into our life. Because how can you know what you truly want in life if you don't understand yourself? Because a lot of us grow up with other people's values. We grow up with other people's beliefs, um, especially, you know, through parents and going through school, you know, everyone's beliefs and values are constantly getting pushed onto us as a kid and a teenager. And then when we become an adult, we're left to figure life out. And a lot of it doesn't align with us and we feel confused and lost. And that's because we're not living to our own true values. So yeah, I think that's an important one as well. If I'm speaking to my past self or if I'm speaking to anyone right now, is to identify your values as well. Identifying your values and your own beliefs and live by them. And also understand yourself more, build mental resilience, willpower, become strong, um, emotional uh, regulation as well, learn the strategies and tools and just focus every day on 1%. Focus every day and become a better version of yourself. You know, doesn't sound like much saying 1% every day, but... 1% every day is 365% by the end of a calendar year. That's a lot of growth. So one thing I say to people is when you're looking to grow in life, you want to stretch and not snap. So you don't want to stretch yourself to the point where you snap and you, you end up 10 steps backwards because you push yourself too far, but you need to push yourself far enough where there is stress so you will grow. So, but that comes from, that comes from experience too, and that also comes back to knowing yourself and you get to know yourself when you, when you start experiencing things that are truly difficult, you find out a lot about yourself. And in those times, 
understand what it's telling you, understand why these thoughts and beliefs are coming up. So I find out ways to overcome them. I can't give a general answer behind that because there's going to be so many different beliefs and thoughts that are going to come up in those times for a lot of people. But if you find struggles with identifying and overcoming that, reach out to someone, reach out to me, I can point you in the right direction or reach out to someone that you trust and respect and begin that journey. But I hope that answers the question why would I give advice to from my past self? Um, what and The second part of the question is what advice would I give to my future self? So yeah, what advice would I give to my future self? I think that's a hard one to answer because I feel like my future self knows more than present self because every single day I am building to be 1% better. So my future self knows everything I know times 10,000. So I don't know what advice I would give to my future self. I'll, if I, The first thing that comes to mind as in thinking about that was just don't give up. Like if I could visualize my future self right now and I saw him, you know, chasing his dreams, chasing his goals and whatever it is, it would just be don't give up, you know. That's the biggest one because... I think a lot of people give up too too early or a lot of people give up too easily. And I've definitely been that person in the past. So the key thing I would say is don't give up, you know. Now, right, let's see what other questions we have got here. What's the most funniest thing that has... Wait, what's the most funniest thing that has happened while recording the podcast? What's the most funniest thing that's happened while recording the podcast? Um, I don't even know, to be honest. <laughs> I guess one funny thing is, is when I record at my house and my dogs are inside the house, they, look, they want attention badly when I record podcasts. So they always like, one's 50 kilos or close to 50 kilos. She's like 45. The other one's probably 30. And the pretty big dogs, and what they do is they wrestle at my door of my studio and you can hear them wrestling. And I guess... It can kind of be awkward sometimes, but it's funny as well because it's just like, it's just one of those things. So I guess that's the first thing that comes to mind is the dog's wrestling. Next one is you're destined for greatness, brother. Wishing you every success. Thank you to who sent that through because yeah, likewise back to you, send you love and positive energy. Next question, how to stop self-sabotaging? Oh, self-sabotaging. This is a good one. I guess with self-sabotaging, you got to ask yourself, why are you even doing it in the first place? Because if you know exactly why you are doing something, it's kind of hard to self-sabotage yourself because your vision's so clear and you're so convinced that you're going to get it. And it's kind of hard to track backwards. So I believe two parts of this would be the first one is to understand why and get clear on it and why you're trying to attain something or why you're trying to achieve something. Get super, super crystal clear. And also identify your values and implement that with becoming crystal clear. And because you, it might come down to rather, it's hard to say without an actual, like to know what you're self-sabotaging on. But Identify your values, get crystal clear on the why behind it. 
and it comes back down to understanding yourself more. And I do know when people get close to their potential, they can implement self-sabotage and behaviors to get them back to where they once were because it's comfortable. And we can do that as humans, you know, and I've done it before. I know a lot of people that do this or have done this is that when they get so close to their potential, they slowly implement self-sabotage and behaviors to get back to the spot they were at because it's comfortable and it's familiar. So if you are starting to self-sabotage, know you probably are close to your potential, but also get crystal clear on why you're even trying to attain or achieve what it is and also identify your core values and align that with the mission that you are trying to achieve. So that would be my answer without knowing what it is you're self-sabotaging, but that's just kind of a generalized answer for self-sabotage in general. So another question is, I've kind of already answered this, but I'll I'll say it again anyway. How did you come up with the idea for your podcast, One Talk Podcast? Instead of the idea, because I've already talked about that, I'll talk about the name One Talk. One Talk and translation to Papua New Guinea is One Talk. Um, I'm sorry if I'm not pronouncing that correctly, but that was Bill's idea when we first started the podcast because Bill's from PNG. And One Talk basically means... Um, to speak language, to speak one language. So we, um, with the podcast, we translate that to one talk. And because we want this podcast platform to be a place where people can come together, speak the language of personal growth, personal development, becoming a better version of ourselves and to push that message and create that community. So that's the name of one talk. That's where I come from. I absolutely love it. Shout out to Bill because yeah, he came up with that. Next one, what motivated you to focus on interviewing experts in the fields of mindset, mental health, human performance, business, health, exercise, and spirituality? Well, you know a lot about <laughs> the type of people I interview. That's awesome. Um, what motivated you to focus on interviewing experts? Because I didn't want this podcast just to be a platform of me going on rents and tangents because I can do that every so often when I feel like I have something to say, I didn't want to have to have a podcast where I'm forced to get topics together, to get all this information together and try and scramble it into an episode. And I wanted to, this to be a, such a flow podcast that when I have something really important to say, I will get on here and say it. Um, and I feel like when I interview an expert, they bring out the best in me. They also educate me a lot for the information that I learned in the episode, but also the bring such an amount of wealth and knowledge to this podcast that everyone listening benefits from like there's just so much like the other week we had troy hillard who built a 250 plus franchisee business debt free and with only two thousand six hundred dollars of his own money and like how inspiring and how empowering is that that he's done that when you think you need millions of dollars and you need all this debt to even do that. And he's on a debt free with only two and a half grand. In another episode, you know, with Dr. Mark Williams, who's a cognitive neuroscientist and he's been in the neuroscience world for over 25 years, teaching thousands of students and universities and doing loads of lectures. He's worked at MIT. He's done so much research into cognitive neuroscience and to get him on and to give all of his knowledge on information of value that he's acquired over the last 25 years for free on the podcast like that's just two episodes it's like every episode is similar to 
interviewing these people and just getting all of this juicy information and just giving it to people so they can implement it to their life. And even myself selfishly as well. Like it's a lot of this stuff I implement into my life and I see changes because, you know, for me to get someone on the podcast, I've got to be interested in them in the first place so I can get a good conversation with them and get good questions flowing that I can ask them. So yeah, it's just, I'm real. And now I'm constantly looking for experts. I'm constantly looking for people that I can learn from because I know that's going to help the community learn as well, the one talk community. So that's what motivates me to focus on interviewing experts. Okay. Next question. Can you share any memorable moments or experiences from your podcast interviews? My most memorable experience would be the first ever episode. I remember how nervous I was. Um, like I could barely speak. I was scrambling for words. Um, I wasn't speaking in, a, in with confidence at all. I was so nervous to speak on the microphone and talk, <laughs> especially on the podcast now and how many people can potentially listen to it. Um, but it was also fun. I had so much fun recording that first episode too because it felt real, you know. It wasn't just an idea of a podcast, you know. It just wasn't something you talk about, you know, because it sounds cool. It was like, I'm actually doing this. So I believe the first ever episode of One Talk Podcast was definitely the most memorable one I've had. Next question. How do you select guests for your podcast? <clears throat> um, so it's one of two ways. So the first one is I find someone that I'm super interested in and I, that I really want to connect with, I want to talk to, and that I have a lot of questions I want to ask them. That's the one side of it. Or the other one is people reach out to me, they come on the podcast and if I feel like we would have a genuine connection there, if I feel like they'll bring good value and I feel like I'll be able to ask them good questions, then I'll get them on the podcast. So rather one of those two things. <clears throat> Number Next question. How has hosting the podcast influenced your own mindset, mental health and personal growth? Well, going off what I said before about getting experts on like I learned so much from them and what they share but also my communication skills I believe I've excelled so much from the first ever person I interviewed which reflecting back I believe it was Lauren McDonald um yeah it would have been Lauren McDonald she was the first ever person I interviewed in this podcast and reflecting reflecting on that time to now and understanding like how much I've improved in communication feels unreal. Um, especially like the ability to listen and while you're listening, digesting all that information, but then thinking of counter questions you can ask from different parts that they talked about in that probably like 10 minute tangent that they've gone on a 10 minute um, little speech that you went on within the podcast and trying to break that down as much as I can ask questions while still thinking deeply and, like there's so much reflection within this podcast and it's um, unbelievable like how much my communication skills have grown, um, more insightful and definitely a better listener because of this podcast. Um, one thing I had to learn the most was let people finish talking. That's super important for a podcast, I believe. I um, Me personally, if I listen to a podcast and the host is cutting the person off, I have to turn the podcast off because me personally, I like the respect of when someone has a point 
that they need to say. I like it when they express it. So majority of the time, I know I'm not perfect, but 99% of the time, um, usually face-to-face, it's a lot easier to let people finish their sentences. Doing that over Zoom, because there may be like a two-second delay, you may think that they've stopped talking, then you say something, but then they're just about to start the next sentence. You're like, oh, shit, and it's like that little awkward moment. But yeah, I feel like it's made me a lot of a better listener and a better communicator. Next question. What are some key takeaways or lessons you've learned from your guest? Key lessons. I think the importance of the one that comes up a lot in every episode that I do is understanding your values. That is repeated so much in this podcast is to understand your core values and to live by them. And I think that is an important one. It's a good reminder for me, especially if I'm interviewing two people a week. Um, to identify my core values and to constantly live by them. So I think that is a key takeaway. Um, I'm not going to go too much on what other key takeaways there are because I don't want to be um and an on here for too long, but I think the number one would be the core values because that gets brought up nearly every single episode, which is awesome. Next question. Have there been any challenges or obstacles you've encountered while running the podcast and how did you overcome them? loads <laughs> loads and loads and loads but without challenges and without obstacles i wouldn't be improving i wouldn't be growing and i wouldn't be sharpening my iron so i'm blessed for all the challenges and obstacles but there has been a lot i will give you examples so when i first started the podcast i didn't have a studio i didn't have anywhere to record to record in the library did it anyway and after that i just had to find places that were quiet so I could record and it was constantly just trying to educate myself more on what equipment I needed and what I needed to grab in terms of making the quality of audio and visualizations of this podcast so much better so that was a challenge I faced at one time but I overcame it for doing research and then buying the things that I needed um, another challenge was my first maybe 25 episodes when on video, they were all audio only, which reflecting back, I would tell myself to video from day one. But the way I overcame that was to learn how to edit. Um, did that from scratch myself. YouTube's free. It's a great way, you know, free university, YouTube. So I overcame that challenge that way by just buying the camera anyway and just video on and figuring it out on the spot. Um, and I think that's the best way to do it sometimes. Just chuck yourself in the deep end and figure it out. Another one is another challenge and obstacle for podcasting if you're doing it over Zoom because I like to interview people around the world, right? And one of the challenges with that is if the connection is bad. So I've had episodes where the episode is cut out completely about three times. In the episode, which has dropped out completely, and I've had to get back into Zoom and then get back into the conversation and pick up where it's left off and then continue the flow of the podcast, if you know what I mean. I guess that's probably the biggest challenge at the moment. So I'm working on that. I'm able to edit it all out. So no one has that when they listen to the podcast. It's all edited and sounds smoothly. But while recording, that is a challenge and something I'm currently working on to understand and 
how can I, I can improve that so the connection doesn't drop. Even though if it is on their end and it drops out, there's nothing I can do about it. But I feel like now I'm a bit more comfortable if it does happen because I know how to pick up the flow again. So I overcame that just by being in the deep end and just talking to the person and being like, hey, like this is before the podcast. Like, hey, if it cuts out during this Zoom podcast, we will track back to the last part before I cut out on our end, we um we find out whoever had the last part of information while I was recording, and then we just roll from there. And I think it's just being honest with the guest as well. Um, I think that was another challenge. Face to face, I don't have any challenges because um it doesn't cut out. You're sitting face to face with the guest, so it's easier to not interrupt them because there's no delay. Um, so I think that's probably one of the biggest challenges at the moment. But it's fine. It's all learning and it's teaching me more editing skills anyway. So how about that? <laughs> Next one. How do you balance your personal life and podcasting responsibilities effectively? How do I balance it? I don't think it is a balance because it's not structured. I probably do editing every single day. Um I live life every day. And I think a lot of people make, oh, let me think about this quickly. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like a chore for me because I love to do it. So it doesn't feel like I need to balance with it in that part. But I guess if he's saying it with personal life, like having downtime and spend time with the missus and all that, it's just making sure that life and my Things in life that need to be sorted ASAP, get sorted ASAP. The people I need, I want to connect with, I connect with. All that comes first. And then, you know, all this other stuff comes second. But that's still effortless because, yeah, I feel like I'm really good at delegating energy and delegating time without having too much of a structured routine around it because I understand myself completely. Not completely, sorry. I understand myself a lot and... I think that's important when I was talking about earlier about understanding yourself, but to balance my personal life and podcast and responsibilities, I don't think it's that challenging because I edit every day, but I spend a lot of quality time with the people around me. I make good connections. I still do fun things. I still live life. Um, I think if I got to a point where I'm up till 2 a.m. editing and have Cheetos all over my fingers and you know, <laughs> going ballistic, doing editing. I think then it'll become a problem. But for at the moment, it's kind of, yeah, it's going really well. And I don't really think I need to find the balance because it's already got a balance. But I hope that answers the question, if it makes sense, if it doesn't. But yeah. Next question. What advice would you give to someone who wants to start their own podcast? What advice would I give you if you wanted to start your own podcast? Become clear on what the podcast is. Like, what are you trying to achieve with your podcast? Because I know there is like a stat out there that X amount of podcasts, so they make it past 10 episodes and like the minimum, the minimal amount of podcasts make it past 20. So understand why you are doing it in the first place. Um, become a bit more clear on the purpose of it and who you want to reach as well. For me, I knew exactly the purpose of my podcast when I first started it, even though I didn't know the more 
like microphone setup type stuff. I just knew what I wanted from it and just started it. So I think it's becoming super clear on what you want your podcast to represent and what's the direction of it. Um, I think that's some important advice for starting the podcast. If you are, you know, you need all the other stuff too, I recommend, you know, depends on your budget. You can get really good Rode microphones. So when I record in person, I have a Rode, um, Rodecaster Pro where you can get down the bundle with four microphones and like four of these microphone arms. Um, you can get a good quality camera or you can just get an iPhone and record from an iPhone and sync them together. Uh, that's all the stuff you can just quickly search up on YouTube. But advice on starting the podcast would just be clear on what it is your podcast is about and be clear on the target of the audience you want to reach as well. All right, next question. Have there been any surprising or unexpected moments during your podcasting journey so far? Yeah, the biggest surprising moment was like, because with Spotify wrapped, as a lot of people know, it gives you all your statistics at the end of the year. Like if you do an account, you listen to music, it tells you all about your music. But from a podcast on Spotify, at the end of last year, I was in the top 5% globally most shared podcast. And that was just mind blowing to me because at that point I wasn't doing much marketing for my podcast. I was pumping out episodes, but I was like, if I can get in the top 5% with minimal marketing, I was like, can you imagine where I'm going to be with me hustling the marketing? And that's what this year has been for the podcast. But that was super surprising being the top 5%. It was like a holy shit moment. <laughs> so that was, yeah, that was, that was fucking unreal. So yeah, that's a, that's another part of my podcast and journey that I remember deeply. That's a good memory. Next question. What's your goals for future podcast? The goal is just to consistently improve, you know, constantly make the podcast better, constantly have better conversations, constantly educate myself more, make the quality better and just keep improving. I think that's the future goal with this podcast is just keep improving 1% every single day. Next question. Well, there's some, oh yeah. next question is what are some of the most popular episodes or topics on your podcast and why do you think they resonate? My most popular episodes. Um, I'll have to go, I'll literally would have to log in and check out my statistics for this, but just off the top of my head in terms of feedback I've gotten from people rather than looking at numbers. I think some of the most impactful ones were episode six, I believe it was with Tully Jarrett. And I was learning about the subconscious mind. The next one would have been another one that I had really good feedback from. I've had loads. I'm just trying to think. So definitely Tully Jarrett episode six, episode 53 with Troy Hillard, the one with the 250 franchise business debt free. Um, Dr. Mark Williams as well, unveiling the secrets of neuroscience. That's episode 52. What else? Joe Lego Van. Yeah. Joe, I've done two episodes with Joe. So episode 50 and episode 41. 
with Joe Lego Van. They those two episodes have been some of the community's favorite because me and Joe, the way we connect and talk and just roll off the bat with no questions, no script, just off the bat, like it's unreal. Like we have such a good flow together and we get into some really good topics and really good actionable items that people can implement to that. So Joe Lego Van for sure. Um Mo Hussein was a really popular episode as well. So that's um, understanding addiction with an addiction counselor, psychotherapist. That was very insightful about addiction. I think ooh, next one more, one more would be Michael Mojo Johnson. And that was mindset performance, business fundamentals, and understanding human behavior. Michael Mojo, this man is just an absolute wizard when it comes to mindset performance, understanding human behavior and business. Like, yeah, he blows my mind. And I've actually just recorded a second episode with him, which will be released this week too. So be um, stay tuned for that second episode with Michael because, yeah, it was like just as good, if not better than the first one, which is crazy to think knowing how good the first one was. So yeah, they are some ones that, were really popular with everyone that was listening. Um, one more just to give it more justice. I would say another one was Heart-Led Warriors with Diane Muller and Travis Cochran. That was another really empowering episode. And I had a lot of feedback from that. And I know a lot of people end up engaging with Heart-Led Warriors. And I know some people joined their community and went to their retreats and have got superb results in their life. And that is just like, honestly couldn't ask for anything more than someone listening to an episode and then taking action and improving their life. Like to see that shit is just fucking inspiring. So shout out to the people, shout out to everyone listening that, you know, shows up and listens to this podcast and, you know, you're really on that hustle to become a better version of you. You know, you're on that, you've, you you got a vision in mind and you're chasing it and you really want it and you, nothing's going to stop you. I just, yeah, so much respect and love for all of these that do listen to this podcast is much appreciated. Another question is, what do you enjoy most about running the potty? I would say networking, the ability to be able to connect with people all around the world that I never would have been able to have a conversation with and then being able to sit down with them for two hours and speak to them. Like, like I love that. Like, Dr. Mark Williams, cognitive neuroscientist who over 25 years worked at MIT. He's done unreal amounts of research and to be able to sit down for two hours and talk and ask some questions, like not just Dr. Mark, but like everyone that's been in this podcast had to have the opportunity to sit with people and speak with them. It's just unreal. And the connections just keep growing and I keep reaching more people and I keep connecting with more people. And it's just a continuous effect. So I'm very grateful and i enjoy that the most and the last question is oh that's the last question no more questions so that's the q a and also as you can see i'm wearing a one talk shirt so i have been a little bit teasing on my stories that i've been working on merch this is a sample um, i'm going to start ordering more samples keep testing them and then they'll be on the market soon to purchase but i'm really happy with these it's embroidered heavyweight tees um 
yeah, to fit really well. But I'm going to keep all of them as samples because I want to make sure I've got the perfect quality. Because if you know me, I'm all about quality, quality, quality. So I'll keep these updated with the clothing and when you can, when it can be expected to come out. But if I had any final words for to end this podcast, it would be whatever it is you're going through in life, whether you're facing a challenge, whether you're trying to achieve something, depending on what end of the spectrum you're on with that, either way, don't give up. Like, honestly, like if things are really hard right now and you, and you feel like giving up in life, don't give up. Like honestly, believe in yourself, surround yourself with better environments, start implementing healthy habits, start doing 1% things every single day that will make you a better version of yourself. And for the people that are trying to achieve a goal or attain a certain thing, don't give up. Like if you've seen that photo where the person is digging in the dirt and like one scoop away from the diamonds in the dirt, you never know that could be you. So don't give up, but surround yourself with people that will help you see a different perspective and help you analyze. So you are making sure that you are continuing on the right path and that you are taking any shortcuts possible. And when I say shortcuts, I don't mean not doing the things that are necessary. I mean, by learning from other people's mistakes. So surround yourself with other people and learn from them. And same with the people struggling as well. Surround yourself with great people. That's such an important thing. Like your environment impacts you so fucking much. But that's what I say. Thank you for everyone for sending for the questions. Thank you for listening in to today's episode as well. It's much appreciated. It always is. And the journey this poddy's been on is just something beyond my dreams. I'm keen to continue this ride and keen to continue this podcast and to continue the connections that i'm making and keep bringing this value to the world so thank you for listening and we'll catch us next time